This is a HeadGum Podcast. Roadrunner, Roadrunner. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Runner, going a hundred miles per hour with the radio on. With your radio on, Road Runner, Road Runner, going a hundred miles per hour. With your radio on, with your radio on. That's my interpretation of Bamboo Bang Up by the one and only M.I.A. Thrilled that I got to sing that song. Love M.I.A. That album was huge for me. And even though that album came out in 2007, we are in today's episode in the year two. 2009. We have been in 2009 before and here we are back again and just to refresh all of my, what should I call you guys, classmates maybe? To refresh all of my classmates' little brains as to what was going on in 2009, I am here to tell you. Bad Romance was the number number one song in the digital charts. Okay, huge. Susan Boyle, maybe never forget. I dreamed a dream popping completely. Amy Winehouse was arrested and charged with assault after she reportedly, quote unquote, lashed out of a theater manager during a performance of Cinderella in London. Can you believe? Matthew Morrison clarified in an interview with Elle that he was, in fact, not gay which, you know, is news. Carrie Underwood got engaged to a hockey player of sorts. Kevin Jonas, the oldest Joe bro, married Daniela Deliesa at a castle in Long Island. Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner broke up in 2009. Damn. Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins split up in 2009. Wow, big year for breakups. Reese Witherspoon and Jake Gyllenhaal broke up in 2009. We sadly lost Brittany Murphy in 2009. Terrible. By the way, this is a list I'm getting off BuzzFeed. Um, And last but not least, I mean, let's end it. Maybe we can end it on two births, okay? Number one, Kourtney Kardashian and Scott Disick gave birth to their first child, Mason. And Giselle and Tom Brady gave birth to their first child, Benjamin. Wow. And while all of these people were giving birth... Oh, I'm sorry. Really quickly, something that does need to be noted. The very first season of Jersey Shore came out in 2009. Huge. Now, where were we when all of this was happening? All of the births, all of the all of the Jersey Shores, all of the, honestly, tragedy as well. I mean, may Britney forever rest. We were in Madison, Wisconsin. And who are we? We are Mo Fry Pasek. Mo, thank you so much for coming on today's episode of Senior Superlatives. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you all about your high school Um time. I mean, I didn't even, before we started recording, I didn't actually even give you the breakdown of what we do on the pod. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you've listened I've to listened one. To my girl. Maybe, maybe if you haven't, but you know, on the pod, we like to just kind of dig into who you were and what was going on <laughs> in high school. Because as I, as I think. You don't want to dig into Matthew Morrison being straight. <laughs> is Matthew Morrison gay? No, it was because he was on Glee. And so everyone was like, um, Oh God! It's such a so what a different time. It was it was so homophobic at what, that time. Very homophobic. Very very yeah, calling people like fruity and stuff like that. <laughs> or metrosexual. Metrosexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge term of huge, the time. Huge. So Mo, 
to get us all started, Can't let's wait. do a little picture painting as we love to do here on the pod. What was going on? Who were you? Kind of like, what were we wearing? Who were our friends? What was what was our interests? What was going on in the world of MoFry Passing? Oh, my Lanta. So and my- did you go by Morgan? I went by Morgan. Yeah, I didn't start Mo till college. So... It was Morgan, you know, Morgan Fry Pasek. That's how we knew me. Um, let's see. There was a lot going on. Um, I, you know, in in the footsteps of the great Blair, I was a volleyball player as well. Turbo. Um, it's so odd that two of my closest friends yeah. were both Division One volleyball <laughs> players. It's not odd. You love turbo bitches. <laughs> it's just funny because it's like such a, it is a sport that I did not grow up around. Sure. So it was like, Never anything in my world. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not really like in my f- understanding. It's not the biggest East Coast thing, you know. No, you guys have like field hockey and bullshit. Yeah, and like lacrosse. And, yeah, <laughs> and and whatever. But yeah, we didn't have. We did not have volleyball at our high no. school. I don't think if we did, and someone listening went to my high school and we had it. <laughs> I don't I, think I we did though. Been. I'm pretty positive we didn't. I doubt you did. I don't think we did. Not at Choate. Or they, I'm like, I can't. At Choate, they probably did, actually. At really? GDS, I don't think we did. Oh, okay. Choate, to me, felt like it had every sport under the sun. Sure. Like, they had, like, a curling team. You know what I, I mean? I feel like they had, like, the very wealthy sports. Yeah, and, like, squash <laughs> yeah, and, like, things like that. <laughs> Competitive squash. So you were a big-time Big time baller, baby. Yeah. But my senior year, I specifically took off. Like, so I was already signed to a college when I was like 15 or 16. So then I got to kind of dick around for the rest of high school. And I decided to like not play volleyball as intensely and then do all like the musicals and Mm -hmm. the plays. So I was like living my Troy Bolton high school musical fantasy. Did you not start doing plays until you were a senior because you were so intensely in volleyball? There wasn't time. Yeah, I did hair and makeup <laughs> because I just wanted to be like close to them. Yeah. And on the weekends, I like, wasn't having tournaments. But I um, yeah, I like my devastating like origin story was that. I got the role of Val in a chorus line my junior year. And it's the girl that sings tits and ass. And I was like, and I'm going to get to show off my body to all my crushes. And I was so excited. But then obviously I was playing like, you know, junior Olympic volleyball and you're traveling all the time. You can't do the fucking play. So I um, so I had to turn it down and it was devastating. I mean, that is devastating it because it's like a whole other pocket of dreams that you didn't get to tap into at the time. Devastating. Were you, were you at your high school? Was it clicky? Was there like, was it very like <laughs> high school movie vibe? I'm sure it was. I mean, like, I thought my high school was really cool. I like, genuinely, was it big or was it small? Really big. They're like, I had a class of like 700. It was like a huge, not seven, like 400 or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was huge. But like, I don't know, like the people that were like popular were like genuinely nice people and cool people. And, so you like, didn't have like the classic thing, like the Regina Georges of the world. We had, we had those dynamics, but we didn't have like that bitch is that bitch. Like right. we had like those people have like those interpersonal dynamics and like each person had their own, you know, villain X, Y, Z. But there was not like she's that, they're that, he's that, you right. know, it was like. It was like there was like different pockets of different kinds of popular for different reasons. Like there'd be like the cool runners or there'd be like the cool like, you know, theater people or the cool jocks. They, mm-hmm. It was like everyone had their own like pocket and was like, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool in my opinion. That's nice. So no one bullied you. I mean, sure. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. You're so tall. I know. Can you imagine bullying me? How did they bully you? Um, Just like in, in I think, you know, you have relationships with um, your friends in high school. And like if you're insecure, you kind of gravitate towards the power bitches. I'm swearing a lot on this. I'm so sorry. Why? It's okay. Um, But those dynamics get, you know, muddy and you feel, you know, left out, alienated in those ways and I could hide in volleyball a lot. So if I had social issues or problems with my friends, I could just be like, well, I'm you know, playing volleyball. I'm like gone for the weekends anyway. But I don't have like a a bully in the way I'm like, and then so and so did this to this. I'm like, yeah, there are plenty of friends that made me feel terrible about myself intentionally. Right. Like, and I think a lot of people have that, but I never identify it as like I was quote unquote bullied by XYZ. I'm like I feel like that's just kind of the trauma of being. I feel like that's also a, the trauma a lot of like female high school friendships. Yeah, 100%. At large. And it, it, at that time too, it was so competitive between like 
female relationships. I feel like we all kind of like to sugarcoat how things are now, but I think they're still that way. Sure. Oh, yeah. I can see. I just don't know it enough. Yeah. Yeah. It feels foreign because obviously we're not 15 and like in high school (laughs) but i wish it you know i i do think that those kinds of relationship exist because no matter what like there is always a a competitive aspect to things and just because there wasn't as much conversation about it as there is now doesn't mean it like still isn't going on that's totally fair i think I think the hard part about when we went through it is there was no conversation about it. Like the idea of even like, quote unquote, like friend breakups is still a new concept. And right. it's like in a high school when you wanted to detach from a toxic person, you couldn't. Like, no, it was not happening. Also, like it, there's still a long way to go, but a lot of like behavior, like gender dynamic based behavior 100%. that was like at play. You know, I guess it was always bad for for since the dawn of time. Yeah. And I but I do think that like it progressively got really worse and I feel like it kind of hit rock bottom. But I don't know. I mean, it feels like it hit rock bottom when we were in high school. But I'm sure if you talk to anybody else, whether they graduated high school in 1960 sure. or 1990, they would probably yeah. be like, no, my time was the worst for that. But yeah. who knows? Very chasing the golden age energy. Um, So we're in high school. We're playing. We're playing, we're playing varsity volleyball. V-ball. We're Honey, playing, playing travel teams yeah. V-ball. We're signed. So you got signed to play at a college when you were 15? 15 or 16. I was interviewed. I started getting offers when I was 14. And because I was just good. And you can't formally give you an offer. You can give a letter of intent. Um, you formally can give an offer, I think, your junior year. Um, but yeah, I was because I was playing on, you know, travel teams, I guess, is the colloquial term, but I was playing on those teams where you're getting scouted by college teams and you start getting like handwritten letters when you're young from coaches being like, we'd love to have you come visit the program. Did you, when you got your offer to go and play at your college, Mm -hmm. did you feel a sense of relief? Like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that I have this sport that I don't really need to worry about this crazy college application process. Or did you feel more stressed out because then you were like, oh, fuck, I need to go and continue playing volleyball. It was a little that because like I like I use volleyball as an escape from like, you know, some dynamics in my life that were very difficult. And like I it was just easy to be good at that and not like, you know, have to, like I was like volleyball was traumatizing in and of itself. Like that shit had me in therapy on so much Xanax and Zoloft starting at 14, like super intense. Well, any kind of like high pressure high um reward like situation that any child is in it's so stressful Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time when you are giving all of your time to that you are kind of banking on that becoming your future oh yeah and i was like so the reason i chose i went to boston college and the reason i chose that was because i secretly knew but i was too scared to say the whole time that i wanted creative arts and theater and and acting to be my future and they didn't have a D1 program in New York. And I wanted to get as close to New York as possible. And BC is a great school. I, I had never heard of it. Didn't give a shit. Didn't like it ended up being a horrible experience. I don't recommend any athlete to ever play there in their entire lives. But <laughs> quote me on it. Um, great school. Yeah. Great teachers. Loved that experience. Athletic program. Trash. And <laughs> come for me. And it was a horrible experience. I ended up quitting um, my freshman year, but it was like, yeah, it was definitely having that in high school was nice because I could kind of coast and just work on like theater stuff once I had signed. Um, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, I didn't understand the process of even applications. I never have to, I never had to go into that world. Like you never had to take the SATs? I had to take like an ACT uh, and I had to study for that for sure. But like, and we had to put in the common app or yeah, that was what yeah, we had. I had, it, to, yeah. I had to formally put an application for that, but I only had to do it for one school. So when you were like in school, were you known, were you in like the jock clique? Like what was the vibe? 
I so my nickname was Chainsaw, which is psychotic. What? Because of volleyball? Because I I don't know. It's either my swing or my arm. I don't know. It was it was that's the nickname. Chainsaw, honey, chainsaw. That's the energy I bring. And um, I I guess I would just say I was popular. Like we didn't really have like my friends didn't play sports. One of them was a cheerleader. One of them was a singer. And like we we like I like partied. I like. <laughs> wasn't a fucking loser right you like drank you like hung yeah out. yeah i'm like you got to be smart about that shit so like i was never like actively doing it all the time but like if there was a big dance if there was like an event i was like drinking and partying and um, yeah because you can't be partying when you're like super competitive in sports but that being said all of like yeah, the athletes did got fucked up all the time yeah you just got to be smart about it is what yeah. you were just smarter than the like the kids getting tickets or whatever like if you knew you were going to a party that was going to get broken up you wouldn't drink at that party right you know like if you're going to your friend's basement like and you know their parents are upstairs that's when you're going buck wild because then the team punishes you i was the team though like if somebody fucked up like if somebody got caught i was like what are you doing you know what i mean right. like you know you were that you were that person well because as captain you have to bring them to the coach you were captain maybe i was captain starting sophomore year really I, yeah i was really good were all these other girls as good as you no 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 but like i mean i guess to say was your high school team oh my high school your team travel was really good. team was like good. the girl there were some girls beneath me like bisky she was better than me for sure she was really good um no, because volleyball was big. Like, right. we all grew up playing volleyball. Our team was good. Our team, you know, yeah. Like, and like, um, my girls in the area were on my club team, would play in the other high, other, um, high school, high schools, and be really high, like, competition. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was like pe people came to the games. They were big deals. What were we wearing? What was Mo American wearing? American Apparel, of course. Obviously. Zip up. We got the leggings. Did you have a style evolution through high school? Did you enter high school your freshman year one way and come out another? Because you have a very distinct style now. I do. Yes. And did you always have that? Or was it something that you kind of grew into? And was it something that really happened for you perhaps after college? No, I've always been like quirky. Um, I, so like my high school, it was very cool to wear like PJs to school. Like wow, you were the jammy school. Yeah, it was like plaid flannels, like those the sort of and like Uggs and Minnetonka um, yep. moccasin yep. type things. Like the those were really cool. Like comfort was very popular there, wow. and like big sweatshirts with holes cut in the th for the thumbs. Mm -hmm. um, that was like I guess to me that is very Wisconsin. It is that tracks for like. We, cold. We're, we're cold we're cold and we're on the farm yeah i mean madison is not farm madison not is far proper it. yeah. but it's proper cute you know it's proper proper cute little city, city. Yeah, yeah yeah but like it still is giving wisconsin cozy it's so fucking cold let's so just cold. be in flannel jammies and an oversized hoodie 100 percent I think it evolved. So I, I like I was such a jock. Like that's all I like live, eat, breathe, vo breathe volleyball or whatever. So it evolved from like I would wear spandex and um, pajama bottoms every day. Like my freshman year, I think my first pair of jeans was my sophomore year. That's so crazy. Never had I. And then like anthropology came into vogue our junior year. Uh -huh. So it was, like a nice cool dress or like from anthro. a funky anthro top with cool mismatched buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and like um then Urban Outfitters was the one. Was the one. Yeah. The V-necks, the wheezy um checkered um scarfs that you'd wear. Yep. That was very big. The graphic tees. I mean, Urban Outfitters changed the game. For, 100%. Like I really from I kind of want to say like two thousand from when I could start say, shopping there in like two thousand one or two. Yeah. It really changed the game. Chow, Chow Roma. Remember those? Kiss oh, me, I'm Irish. Kiss me, yeah, kiss me, I'm Catholic. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Kiss me, yep. everyone. Or like Virginia Idaho, you know, lovers. Utaho. Yes. yes. All of those. <laughs> I had all of those. I, my old joke I used to do in stand-up was um, the white woman's quinceanera is um, a shoplifting from an urban outfitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. I know many a person that got caught and then was banned from all urban that's outfitters. That's so upsetting to have been banned. So with your jammy fashion, because jammy culture is a real thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. It did not. Ex it existed in pockets at my high school, but not really. Like people okay. at my high school, like 
they dressed. That's not to say they dressed well. Sure. They but dressed, there they were some clothes. There were there were points of view. There were some vineyard vines. There were POVs happening. There was vineyard vines. Lily Pulitzer. There was Happy Bunny. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. There was Lily Pulitzer, not so much. There would be the occasional <laughs> Like mega wasp okay. that would pull up in like a monogram Vera Bradley. Yeah. But that wasn't really my school. That was sure. schools in the surrounding area. Okay. But like we did not have jammy culture. Okay. I love that. My question for the jammy culture. For me. Would you sleep in them? And no. Then, no. So they'd no. Be, you'd have day jammies and night jammies. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. then you bought your first pair of jeans when you were 15. Yeah, there were silver jeans. Wow. Yeah, those were because they fit the butt. And um, I, I had borrowed my sister's jeans before then, but then the buckle was big too. Do you guys have buckle? Buckle, no. Buckle is like this ch- store in the mall that has jeans. And it's like, I think they sold other jeans, but they was buckle jeans. Like it was like, and the game used to be, it was called the buckle game. And if you could walk into the store and touch the back wall without getting approached by someone, you won. Wow. But it was like when you walked in, it was like, hey, welcome to the buckle. What's up? Yeah. Like, you want this? And um, so I got some buckle jeans and like a cool vest from Urban. Like what are Love. those like like brown like button up vests mm-hmm. under a tank? And um, yeah, I, the jammy culture was just nice. It was like the sweatshirt culture, jammy culture. And you didn't... <sighs> Yeah, like it was like that and a messy fucking bun piled on top of your hair. Hot. Like no brushing whatsoever. Bird's nest buns. I could never do that because no, I never could. had enough hair. <laughs> you could not. But I would always thought that the girls with the messy, like the messier bun, it was so hot. I was like, that's hot girl So here's vibe. my thing. I felt it, but then I'll look at pictures from like when I was 14. It looks insane. Yeah, it There's looks like dreads in there. It's like, oh my God, brush your hair. Like, oh my God. It yeah. is like gnarly the way it's just like piled on top of my head hasn't been brushed straight from like the shower wet like is there an outfit that sticks out in your mind that you were like I am so hot okay so it was the first day of school sophomore year Mm -hmm. and I also carried a bag around me with like um I had my backpack and then I had one for just makeup where I would go into the bathroom wow you were makeup person I loved makeup a hundred percent but I would always sweat it off so I'd always go and reapply it in the bathroom and uh, so my, my I got to wear my sister had a tube top and it was navy blue with a baby blue trim. Mm-hmm. And it was it had the New York Yankees symbol like the NY, but uh-huh. rhinestones on it. Oh, my it. God. And um, so I wore that pearls, brown eyeliner, a pair of jeans that I wore my sisters. They were flared and a kitten heel. Wow. <laughs> and it was the first day of school and like I was like taking pictures in the front yard in the morning. Like cute. <laughs> I like I really felt and like it was the first time I had like worn non like because I wear sports bras only. Right. Because it's like I'm going to practice anywhere later. Yeah, like yeah. who cares? And it was the first time I had worn like a, a like a strapless bra. And oh it was my a God. really big deal. I remember that outfit very clearly. That was intense. The kitten heel. The kitten heel. That that outfit sounds hot. Honestly, it would kill today. When you say brown eyeliner, what exactly do you mean by that? So like Maybelline had come out with his first like liquid eyeliner, which back in the day was shit. It was horrible. It was like water pouring out. Yeah. And so then like I was like shaking things up by doing a brown like cat eye. Wow. And I had green contacts. Oh, my no God. No prescription. Yeah. Well, just the classic yeah. little. I mean, another iconic guest on the pod, Sydney Washington, wore yeah. color contacts Same. for a very long time. I, I switched between green and blue. And I was like, I, I wore that that outfit, made it popped with the outfit. No, was anyone in school like your eyes aren't green or blue? No, everyone was just obsessed with it. Yeah. I, everyone loved it. My friend Tierney, who like has the most stunning green eyes you've ever seen, would always be like, well, I can tell. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Not all of us can be you. God, what is it with the green eyes? We always want the green eyes. Because they're unique. They're And the violet, they're like the violet colors. The lenses. Elizabeth Taylor. I love Taylors. those. Wow. Um, so we're killing it in high school, it sounds like. It sounds like we're having a good time, even I, though we're yeah. really intensely in, into sports. Yeah, sports were intense. Partying was intense. All of it was very intense. Did you have any... Um, relationships in high school? Oh, man. Yes. I like it's so funny. Like, yes, objectively. Yeah. But in my brain, I like didn't consider them relationships because I was also like going through my own dysmorphia of my body and like not realizing like what uh, healthy relationships were mm-hmm. whatsoever. So I did. I, I was a make out hound. I fucking wanted to make out with everyone. Loved mm-hmm. it. Had the best time of my life. And like we were like 
we were pretty wild. Like my friends and I would like say we're sleeping over at each other's house and then like rent a cabana at the Chula Vista up in the Wisconsin Dells and like go <laughs> up there. <laughs> would they just let you rent it? Yeah, because like we'd have one of our friends who would be like 18 or something. Oh, and the classic 18 year old friend. The Every older. friend group has to the have older one. older friend that's getting you the that hotel room. That got held back that is still <laughs> in your class. And like we would we would be like wild. And I would I, I just remember like there was a hot tub in in a like hotel room and just like all of us would take turns like making out with people in there it was like so gross and like <laughs> that's like in water yeah in water dude wow and like so listen i i made out with a lot of people i like was i like there was this one person that i was like like absolutely in love with but it was like never gonna happen it was one of those things where i was like pining mm -hmm. so then i'd like i dated this guy that was like a year older than me that took me to prom my junior year instead of senior mm -hmm. and then i dated my senior year this guy who was like so intense and we would there's the grocery store was called cops and we would make out in the cops parking lot cute <laughs> like so I, I had like a couple boyfriends but mainly just like pined after someone and also made out with a lot of people that's fun yeah it was pretty fun seems healthy i was so scared of sex i would never have it i was like not gonna happen why were you scared of it like many reasons and then also my sister was like you have to wait till you're in love and i was just also like scared of pregnancy stis just intimacy all of it and so i would like <laughs> i would like but I loved boys and like also right. girls. I would make out with everyone. You know what I mean? I love hearing that a teenager was genuinely scared of STIs. Like <laughs> so I, I definitely saw the movie Kids and oh, sure. was like or 13. It's any of those. Yeah. But like specifically after seeing the movie Kids, I had a feeling of being like oh my God, scared. like scared. <sighs> and, but then like, whenever I was doing things in high school, the thought of like having an STI like really never crossed my mind. <laughs> and it didn't start crossing my mind until I got one. <laughs> you know, at a perfect time to cross your mind. But I got, I got my first STI in college. So you, you made it through high school without it. Yeah, I did. But like, I wish that in high school I was a little bit more, God, I fucking hope if I ever have a child sure. that they're like a little bit more cognizant, in of. tune with like the reality of what they're doing. Like, I really got so lucky in high school. Sure. That, Were you like not also being safe? Um, No, I was being safe. Yeah. In terms of like, contraception because my mom put me on birth control okay. when I was like 13. So I was on birth control and I was very good with my birth control. Good I took girl. it the same time every day <laughs> as a child. So in yeah. terms of like <laughs> pregnancy avoidance, sure. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God I was on birth control. Thank wow. God. Okay. Yeah. However, as we all know, birth control does not protect no. from sexually transmitted I know, that's infection. What I safety. So, no, like, you know, but that being said, even though I was having sex in high school, mm -hmm. I was having boyfriend sex in high school. Sure. So I wasn't like, you know, Rogue. popping my ass for, <laughs> any, for, for just anyone. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was still in the camp of like yeah, I'm only going to have sex with you for sure. if we're like in love with each yes, other. We love. So, you know, I yeah, I, I was jealous of the girls. My, so one of my close friends fucking popped off when I say like she was out there and like I found it at that time so inspiring. <laughs> well, because it's like when you meet that person I, yeah. and I was friends with people like that. Yeah. Like at my high school, I think people viewed me like that. Really? But I knew girls outside of my high school. You're like, you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Where I was yeah. like, you make what I do look like <laughs> a PG movie, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we need to think about what's going on in the homes. That's what I'm saying. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, dang, that's a bummer. I like, know. Yeah. It's like, what was going like, on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to know. What is there 
a high school story that you have in your brain where you're like, wow, Mo, that is so quintessentially high school. That is so an essence, a vibe or something that just sticks out for you as something that is so. I know. I try to think. Um, I think nothing really sticks out. I think I was big into adventures like uh, like taking my parents car and like driving an hour away with friends to go see like a meteor shower and like and then so wholesome we you know i had wholesome moments i definitely did i had my non-wholesome and a wholesome moments but then like um we go to perkins which is this like um diner 24 Mm -hmm. hours and get you know just the most disgusting food at 2 a.m oh this actually brings up a question that i want to be asking more on the pod love it what was your go-to like (laughs) high school meal like sure I have two. Yeah. So, okay. So, Melio's is one, and it's a sandwich shop that I recommend anyone in the Midwest to go to. It is the best subs on this planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, you could get a number four Pilgrim's Pride for 310. And you could go down right at like at lunch, you could walk down because we could go off campus and you walk down, you get, you hand 310, you get a turkey, lettuce, you know, tomato, mayo, on yeah. French, fresh baked French bread. Yeah. And then Laredo's was the other. And it's this mm. Mexican restaurant. And you, oh my gosh, the best, like, what is the one? A chimichanga. Mm. Oh my God. I would get like, I would sometimes I get two of those in a day, like two orders of those in a day. Well, because you, something that I, a little factoid I love about you is how much food you had to consume <laughs> while playing competitive volleyball because yeah. you really need to be like, fucking bulking oh yeah it was no problem to have two plat mexican platters in a day on top of breakfast and snacks and also you would clear like cartons of like quaker like chewy bars oh or, yeah like nature valley bars or whatever it was yeah two days max max on those puppies if they were in the house they're gone scarfed and like yeah and like i, I was a strong competitor in it was like I, I was muscular for sure, but I wasn't like it was like appropriate amount. Did you ever go to like any iconic Wisconsin high school parties? Oh, God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? For sure. Like the ones where you had to run from the cops through a field and like. Yeah. And like bonfires. Um, Yes. Those were more up north. Like Madison didn't have those as much. But my yeah. friends who lived in like Beaver Dam or Spring Green, like they had those. And. Those I didn't really like um, <laughs> because, unfortunately, at that time, the kids you'd be surrounded with are were stereotypical, like Wisconsin, like, mm. you know, sexism, racism. Mm-hmm. And many a time I left crying. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. I mean, I was grateful that I grew up in Madison and I had perspective for that. Um, but because Madison was like this little liberal bubble compared to the rest of Wisconsin at yeah. the time. And... Yeah, I I don't know. I, like th- we definitely had the parties. I didn't do any like cow tipping or anything. But what is cow tipping? So it's a horrible thing. It's uh, people do it. So cows sleep standing up, and what they do is people who are drunk go into a field and they'll tip the cow over, and then the cow obviously gets angry and runs at you. So you have to tip it over and then run away as fast as possible so it doesn't attack you. Horrible, horrible thing. It, it's like everyone's parents were like, "Yeah, we cow tipped," and you're like, "Oh my god, like that's horrible." I hate that. Yeah. Horrible. But yeah, I, I went to and like someone's parents cabin in the woods by a lake, you know, partied there. That sort of energy. Those are fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wisconsin partying because also like I grew up in Madison, so I would go to the UW parties a lot. Wow. And you would just like slip in. Like I remember downtown at State Street Bots. Let's name them. The bar. I showed my high school ID and they're like, yeah, go ahead. Really? Yeah. They Because it was just if you're from West, they didn't give a shit. They're like, because that's where I went. It was just like, yeah, whatever. That's so crazy. Never had to have a fake ID. Would go to the bars downtown. And what was your drink? Oh, my God. I had no idea. Like um, my, the older girl that she played for UW, but I played club with her. She like got me lemon drops, which were like, yeah, yeah. She was like, you'll love these. And or then like Frida's, this restaurant would give give you like margaritas. And I was like the slushy kind. Yeah. Disgusting. No, I mean, I think I always think about like if I was going to a bar in high school, like I genuinely don't know what I would have ordered. You you know, you know, my go to was what was a um, pineapple Malibu. 
Wow. Well, yeah, that's, that's delicious. But I feel like if you're ordering a pineapple in Malibu, that is like the immediate red flag. Should have been. Are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I looked old enough. I don't know. No, no way. None of us did. I was tall as shit. People always get confused when you're tall. Yeah, when you're tall, people do get confused. Yeah. But like, I do think it's funny when I know high school kids that were like going to a bar. I'm like, and what do you get? Pineapple in Malibu. <laughs> If you're underage and you want to drink at a bar and get away with it, you fully need to be ordering like vodka soda. Yeah, you need the most like innocuous drink possible. And you need a drink that's like not so blatantly trying to mask the flavor of alcohol. Because like pineapple and Malibu, it's candy. That's a juice. That's a juice. Yeah, yeah, it's a fresh pressed, fresh squeezed juice. (laughs) It's a creation drink. It really is. (laughs) I loved it. It stayed my drink for a while. Do you have a time like with volleyball when you like did you have like pep rallies at your school? Yeah. Yeah. We had like um, like spirit days where you like dress up and like um, but people got hyped for the 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 games like people made like a paper mache chainsaw to like show up and like for you yeah people got into so it you were like a high school celebrity i i yeah yeah <laughs> right i people knew me people I mean, knew the who people i was were making paper mache chainsaws to go and read well i also was game. in the footsteps my sister was like popular as hell and cool as hell and so i was in anna Pasek's footsteps so i already had some groundwork laid for me Right. You know what I mean? To be known at the school. But that's hard because sometimes, and we've spoken about this before on the pod, sometimes when you have a popular sibling, sure. you can feel a lot of pressure. Oh, no. I was so relieved because she was a f- senior when I was a freshman and she looked out for me like no other. And so she'd like, if she'd see me at the dances or whatever, like, and I helped me find friends, help her friends who had younger siblings connect us. She was like on top of it. Did your school have a lot of dances like homecoming? Oh my, God. my first kiss was at a school dance and it was my freshman year and I was dating this guy and it was my first ever boyfriend. I didn't understand it. I was like, what? Why are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Like we just don't. Did didn't... he ask you to be boyfriend? And yeah. Girlfriend? And you? I didn't even get it. I was like, we don't really even talk. Like why? Really? Because I had never done. I went to it before that. I went to the school that's like for the quote unquote talented and gifted. And there were seven kids in my class and we were all losers. <laughs> like, Wait, so that was the school that you came yeah. in from? Your class was seven kids? Yeah, I think it ended up being 12 like when we graduated. But like, yeah, it, it was teeny. It's crazy. And so I like had no concept of that. And he so we were at the dance and the dances were buck wild like there's people several different times that were like suspended for having sex on the dance floor and like people get wasted at the parties sex on the dance sex on the floor? dance floor i won't name names but i know the names <laughs> what do you mean like leg up leg up on the dance floor baby yeah <laughs> for the, for the listeners Greta's face is horrifying i just like I could never yeah. imagine. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. I'm telling you, these dances were wild. It was chaos. So your first kiss happened on the dance floor. Yeah, my first kiss happened on the dance floor. And um, it was like, so we were, I was also friends with all the teachers and security guards. Like they would call me out of class if I wanted to. Like I used to get one teacher like Starbucks just to skip math. And like, oh my God. But again, wild, wild west back in the day. And um, so one of the security guards knew me and like saw me just, you know, grinding up. And the uniform for school dances were um, the white tank top, the Hanes white tank top cut cut, and um, a pair of black jeans. Like you looked hotter than anything with that. Mm-hmm. And I was spending the whole time getting, you know, just grinding up, getting a little dickies hard and feeling proud of myself. And so then at the End of the dance, Josh still hadn't kissed me yet. Oh my god, I said his name. Okay, he'll That's be fine. Okay. Um, he still hadn't kissed me yet, and we and I'd never been kissed. And my friend Ellie was just like, "Like you got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself." I was like, "Okay." So then I know that the the dance is about to end, so I just go for it. And like we're talking full makeout for first kiss, like full on tongue, mouth, everything. Open. And it was good to be honest. And um, but the worst part was at that moment, all of the lights went on. And my sister and all her friends are looking at me because they're at the dance too. And then the security guard walks by just to troll me because he knows me. He goes, hmm, herpes are forever. Oh my God. What? I was sitting there mortified, like wrapped up in Josh. I was like, huh, uh, 
okay, I'll see you later. But then I just, I mean, I ran to my car. I was, I was too proud to be taken down by that. Yeah, no. I had done it. I had, I had kissed a boy. What did you kiss again after that? Yeah, we made it a lot. We went to the, the two tower. No, what came out that year in 2003? What came out? Was it? The Fellowship of the Ring or the well, two 2003 towers? would be. Wait, was this your freshman year? Yeah. Of, so it would be 2005. Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2005. What came out? I think Two Towers came out 2005. It was Two Towers? Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. <laughs> two Towers. Two Towers uh, came out in 2002. Okay, so maybe it was the the last one. Um. Let's see. We're gonna look up Return Lord of the, the King? Rings. Might have been Return of the King. That came out in 2003. Yeah. I Okay. Well, I'm telling you, I think this was 2003 because there's only three Lord of the Rings. Well, maybe. Um, it was in theaters. And Josh, I remember his face was smushed up against mine. And I was too scared to kiss him that whole time. I broke up with him in the hallway at school after school. Oh, no. At my locker. Everybody was there. I was brutal. Were you? Well, what wasn't working out? I just didn't understand the concept of having a boyfriend. And I saw it as pointless. So emotionally, you couldn't give no, him couldn't. what he needed. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't know how to. It like had nothing to do with him. Like, I Did just... you say that? Were you like, it's no, not I, you, it's me? I didn't understand. Me? No, I just was just like, I don't think, I was like, I don't think this is good. Like, I was like. Did he, was he upset? Yeah, he was deeply upset. Did he cry? Uh, I think later. Like. My God. He's the sweetest guy alive. I still like talk to him. Like, if I see him, he's married to another girl from our school. They have a beautiful baby together. Yeah. Very kind. He Look. looks at that baby every day and he's like, this is not the this is not the baby for me. Yeah, it could have been. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Oh my God, is that a knock I hear on the door? Why, yes, it is. We're now officially in the school guidance counselor's oh, office. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, we got and here. And it's me, your <laughs> high school guidance counselor, Greta. That's right. Imagine I were a high school guidance counselor. I think it'd actually be really good. Yeah, you'd be really good. Yeah. You'd also like know everyone's tea. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh my God. Like, that, like, but that's what makes a good high school guidance sure, counselor. Sure, sure, sure. You need to know the tea in order to assess. <laughs> Tell them what you should do, yes. you know, because if you don't know exactly the dynamics at play, how can I in good faith give you the right advice? You know what I mean? Because Preach. like you really can't. No, you know, no. you, you got to know. So if you are listening to this and you're a high school guidance counselor, actually DM me. Yes. I'd love <gasps> to chat with you. Yes. I did have a friend that was a high school guidance counselor. She no longer is anymore. What happened? She, she fucked something up. No. <laughs> She switched to work in prison reform, which is very Similar. cool. But, you know, anyway, crazy stories that she had because it's like you're dealing with real shit. You're dealing with like some stuff gets so toxic. Also, like, you know, things as serious as like teen pregnancy to sexual abuse to yeah. like familial abuse. It's like a really intense job. Oh yeah, they used to do like, they used to give us scans. Like we, everybody, every student would have to take a test and then like the people who didn't pass the quote unquote introductory test would have to go meet with the guidance counselor because they were trying to like keep abreast of all that. 
Oh my God. Well, <laughs> welcome to my office Dingo. now. This is the segment of the pod that we use to, you know, release anything that's kind of <laughs> nagging us from the past. And, or you can use it as a time to apologize to someone, or we can use it as a time to say, to, to say, Hey, you, you made me feel bad. Mm. Or we can just use it as a moment to release ourselves. And then after this podcast, you'll never think about this ever again. Oh, you're so good at your cool job. thing. I know. <laughs> it's kind of how it works to heal trauma. You just have to talk about it once. And then it's over. And then it's over. <laughs> and then we're fixed. Yep. Because we were broken to start with. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. So I'm supposed to bring a situation. Yeah. Or, or a person. Whatever. Uh, but anything you want to resolve. Anything I want to resolve. And the resolution can look different for everyone okay what do i want to resolve there's one i want to resolve i don't know if i should bring it up uh, no i won't bring it up we'll talk off pod (laughs) well now i gotta know (laughs) um okay let's see blair my other volleyball yeah she had the the, the nerdy bully right she was on yeah she's she gave a solid f you to her bully well that was well deserved Man, I don't know. I think okay. I need a prompting. I'm like I'm a difficult student that you know you need a help in your office. Okay, let's see. Is <laughs> we can start with the apologies first. Is there anyone okay. that you feel you owe an apology no. to? No. Is there anyone <laughs> that you feel owes an apology to you? Sure, for sure. Okay. Yes, actually. Okay, I know one. Okay. Okay. So this guy who liked me, yes, and I wasn't interested in, yes, um, then made it his goal to sabotage me. <gasps> And he would, so I like, so he spread this horrible rumor. This is going to be so, this is so funny to anyone listening. I think like one of our common friends will know what I'm talking about. Um, so this guy would always like neg me and then be like really mean to me because I clearly didn't want to like want anything with him. And um, then I was at another guy's house and I was making out and we're on the couch and all the guy, the guy friends who had been there like went upstairs to let us make out mm-hmm. in the in the tea room and let the, you make out in peace. Yes. And the guy who liked me, who then was mean to me, was there. And he was upstairs. Was upstairs. And so then they came downstairs and um they um so the guy I wore spandex under my jeans. That was just like I had had practice. I threw some jeans on. So the guy had my his hand down my pants and it was just like grabbing my ass. Whatever, gorgeous. The mean guy then goes and texts everyone like this is so psychotic that I'm saying this. He was like, Morgan just got her finger, her butthole fingered by like so and so. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was like such a it was said like, well, first of all, like go off, do what you want to do. But second of all, like it was said in such mean spirited and meant to bullying me and meant to shame me. And it was like so that every in 30 seconds, every guy because I was friends with the guys, every guy in the friend group knew and they were like, we're got her butthole fingered by so-and-so. Meanest thing. Oh, my God. So mean. So then what happened? So then I was like bullied for that. And they made fun of me the, a bunch. And then like they would make a joke about that like all the time. And then like things fell through with that one guy because I broke into his MySpace account. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should apologize to him. And it, he was talking about me with another girl and they're like, ha, yeah, she's really weird. She uses really big words about me. Okay, that's a good diss. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. I was like, what? I, I, I'm astonished. <laughs> oh like, my God. Um, so. How did you break into his MySpace account? Because my other friend was like a troll and like knew everybody's passwords to everything. Oh my God. Hacker vibes. Hacker vibes. And so that was always fun. Because you know, the remember the little red envelope when yeah. you had like, and like, we couldn't look if the red envelope was there. We couldn't click on it because then you can't make it come back. Right. And then they would say, so we'd have to wait till there was no red envelope, then log back in and find it. Well, real work. Real work. Um, but yeah, I guess my, I guess I owe an apology for breaking into that guy's MySpace. It's okay. I think he's fine with it now. I though. think he's fine with it. And also, he's also in a happy relationship. Really, all that you heard was that you used really, bit, that your vocabulary was good. At the time, that cut me to my core. <laughs> It's hard when you like the pack mentality that exists in high school. If you are anything outside of it, it's hard. It's a hard burden to bear. If you like want to be, you know, 
in the cool click whilst also reading, you know, your fanfic uh, Lord of the Rings yeah. situation. Yeah. And also get your butthole fingered. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> people, people don't. The thing about high school is people really don't want you to have it all. No, absolutely not. They hate you if you have it all. They hate you, hate mm. you, hate you if you have it all. Don't shine too bright, baby. <laughs> you know, I remember like thinking in high school, and I can't speak this way anymore now because, you know, <laughs> it, it, it it always comes to bite you in the ass. But in high school, I I pretty much have perfect skin. Hell yeah. I, yeah. And you said great perfect skin. Perfect skin and. Great, great little bod. 100%. And it's Big crazy brown eyes, how dysmorphic and bad I felt about yes. myself then. Where I wish I could go back and say, Greta, you, you fucking look at this. Killing. You're killing. Yes. But I do remember a girl, you know, commenting on these, my skin or whatever. And it made me feel bad that I didn't have the like, I that I wasn't on the Accutane journey and that I wasn't on the a specific type of cloud that I wasn't on the proactive journey oh, and that, that was I journey. wasn't on Your towels weren't ruined and that I wasn't on the um orange Neutrogena yeah the cleaning uh, or the cleaning clear and under control journey yeah I felt very left out wow to the point that I like almost wanted it it's almost like everybody wanted braces yeah you know what I mean I feel you on that because it is it does make you relatable yeah and I felt in my perfection. Babe, speak on it. Speak your, every truth is a truth. You're here. You are valid. You know what I mean? Uh, babe, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. So Because if you are genuinely like at that time, great, be it clear skin, be it being really good at school, being be it good at sports, you tend to be a target sometimes in high school for being good at things or for shying in any ways. And that is why it's taboo to talk about because you don't want to be like well I was good and then I was a target it's like no the the people who are different or you know have certain skills or whatever are alienated in those ways and that's that's valid and real and you don't have to be like a total underdog to have felt unappreciated for yourself yeah you can be uh, like you a beautiful cool popular artsy no but fun see girl. the thing is I don't I don't I never qualified myself as popular no but you were cool I was just around you were cool I was cool but I wasn't popular you're there's like, a difference you're like art like you were like photography cool girl. yeah that's like, like it, that's so cringe in hindsight that's not cringe that's cool <sighs> kind of but also it's like I think I really gave of I don't know some I get very torn when I reflect on myself sure because sometimes I'm like wow I really didn't give a fuck and there was something very cool about that very cool but then there was another part of me that was like so tortured by the fact that I didn't feel that I was accepted by the certain people that I wanted to be accepted by so it was like a weird combination of like not giving a fuck but then simultaneously really, 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 really giving a fuck. Well, I think that's the epitome of high school, right? Yeah. Like it's that you do contain those multitudes is that many of us hated ourselves, one, either to survive or just because we felt that way. And at the same time, we're like, my fucking rule. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is that dichotomy that exists within social survival. It is also like a time too when we're all kind of like slowly figuring out the things we like and what we are, but we're so much more uninhibited to try certain things. Yes. So we end up like wearing really crazy outfits or getting really crazy haircuts or having really bad makeup looks or whatever it is. And I miss that feeling. I miss the feeling of like feeling less aware of of certain things yeah i feel that like i would straight up like copy my friend tyranny i would straight up copy her on shit and then i would like in my brain i was like i'm not copying you know right. what i mean like i was like this is just me processing i just what you know your brain just does things where you're yeah. like yeah i i need to do this for me yeah and like i don't know i think th- i think about this too of course we were influenced by celebrity of course yes. because like huge 
you know, like <laughs> Us like, Weekly. It, like, it was still huge. It was yeah, like, Weekly, like tabloid culture. Perez Hilton. Yeah. Tabloid culture was massive. Huge. But I don't think that we're being influenced in the same way as we are now. Whereas like, yes, there were trends. There have always been trendy yeah. clothes. There have always been cool things. But there has been something that's like been more freakish about stuff then. Whereas like now, like, for example, I my nails are longer for mm-hmm. me and I'm trying really hard to not bite my cuticles. And like I got my nails done and I'm like, I never get my nails done. And I had this thought where I was like, am I getting my nails done? Because like Hailey Bieber has her nails done <laughs> or am well, I doing my nails because like it's something that I genuinely feel and I'm genuinely interested in. And I really had to consciously think about that for a minute. Sure. It's like, you know, the the patriarchal oppressor. It's like well, you have to question what your impulses are, um, yeah. you know, to do like in any sort of capacity. But I think when it comes down to it, like even if the origin of your impulse tends to be influences of other people, you within that find things that actually bring you joy. And by the way, of course, like I was saying, this exists forever. Yeah. Well, you know what I do think is different? I think especially with the identity and presentation of self and the queer journey, it was a lot darker ages for us then. Mm -hmm. And I think that while things could still be the same, I think that full expression of the spectrum of self has shifted. And I do think that makes things different now. I think so too. Yeah. And I think if you and I have been able to express ourselves in full capacities or even people who are just like, you know, like more, you know, you wanted to dress a certain way or look a certain way, not even orientation or gender. It's like it it was more taboo. Yeah. Or, you know, talk or violent or dangerous for more people other than us. But yeah. yeah. But we were in that weird pocket of bridge. Yeah. And it's like very well you can talk about this to an extent yes yes it was like it was like well you should feel good because it's talked about but don't cross the line right. but we're not telling you where the line is right. yeah very that mo if you could give your high school self any advice what would it be oh man um trust your reality dude trust yourself don't gaslight yourself man trust what's going on and you're good like I don't know. I, I think you're cool as hell. And I I hope you can hold on to that feeling for as long as possible. Mm, yeah. That's sweet. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I gaslit myself a lot too, I think. Yeah. But that's again like survival modes. Yeah. Big time. To just like try and keep moving through. Trying to exist in the world when you have a lot of shit going on. But you know, it's a bummer, but it it was what had happened. And you just hope that you can give love to that person that you were that had to do that and not blame them for it anyway. Did what was your favorite song to listen to in your car? The CDs I had were Girl Talk, Feed the Animals, mm-hmm. MIA. Yeah. Um, uh, I am so- not, it wasn't I am such so fears. What's Diva off of? Diva is off of B Day. Isn't it just called Diva? The Beyonce song? Yeah. I believe it was off of the B-Day album. Because that was same as Single Ladies. It was Single Ladies, Sweet Dreams. Um, what else was on that? That that might have been... Um, that was on I Am Sasha Fierce. Yes. Okay. I think so. Um, that was played big time. I would burn that CD. Love a burnt CD. Oh, burnt CDs were my thing. Yeah. That's what I had in my car. That's what I was listening to. I lo- I had a million burnt CDs as well in my little like disc holder. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have the six disc holder in the backs of the car. Yep. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> How inconvenient. Deeply inconvenient. Yeah. Like <laughs> above the tire. Yes. Yeah. That was awful. Um, well, are you going to sing it? Diva? Yeah. Na 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 na. Diva is a female version of a hustler, of a hustler, of a of a hustler. DJ, and then what is it? Stop the track, DJ. Bring it you back. I'm playing the lyrics. Wait. Stop the track. Let me state facts. <laughs> I told you, give me a minute and I'll be right back. Come on. 50 million around the 
resume yes. ask I couldn't get it I done got so sick and filthy with Benji's I can't spend it Woo! wow talking shit um and last but not least Mo well I no I guess not last but not least I wanted to what did you wear to your senior prom my senior okay so my I went to two right first one Kate Spade shoes that were five inches tall and a mini yellow BCBG dress that I still have okay loved Senior prom made it. My mom sewed it. I designed it. Put together um, like a corset of my own with like a white. It was like a white corseted like wedding looking dress that my mom sewed. I want to see it. Do you have pictures? It, yeah, somewhere that's gnarly. I, the way I styled this, it did such damage to the actual dress itself. I, I had gold gladiator sandals on with a gold belt. It sounds good. Brutal. I curled just the tendrils next to my face. No. Real brutal, man. The, the gladiator sandals. What a moment. What the a zip time. up ones. Yeah. Yeah, really nailed them. Real time. Real with a big belt. Mm, baby, you're looking good. The belts, the big belts. <laughs> Big belts, strappy sandals, layered tank tops. Mm, really, really feeling our oats. Whisker denim, like, you yeah, know, that absolutely. had like that kind of finish. Um, and last but not least, Mo, what was your senior superlative? Best actor. Wow. Wait, hold on. You were best actor, even though yeah. you they only got to see you act in one play? I was hella good, dude. I was wow. the witch in Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i was like involved in theater do you think other theater girls were upset that you got best actor the only other girl that was like yeah yeah i think they were there was one girl that could have gotten it like she acted in a lot of things and she was like this concert pianist and she was like real chill about everything so i don't think she cared wow she was cool so and we love when a superlative matches up with the reality of today we really love it we love it Mo, where can everyone find you and follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at M-E-A-U-X-P-A-S, Mopaw. We love. And um, don't have Twitter because can't handle that. So Great. just follow me there, baby. Follow Mo. And once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Senior Superlatives, where I bring you a tasty dose of nostalgia every week. And as we say, give me five stars and stay cool. Never change. Until next time. Ciao. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>